0: Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so great to be connecting with all of you. I hope you enjoyed the long weekend that some of you have had. Um, You know, it's really fascinating to me when I take a look at my life and I look at some of the hiccups that show up. Better yet, some of the potholes, because I'm from New York and uh, New Jersey, and uh, we know a lot about potholes. But the point is this. You know, what are we willing to believe without seeing, right? You know, I'm following the hurricane that's happening um, right now off the coast, and I want to take a moment and just acknowledge the absolutely plummeting that the Bahamas, uh, the the islands down there have, have just gotten. I I don't think if there's anything that we'll be able to say or see in the news as it comes forward, um, that's going to be able to describe what it means for that kind of hurricane. And the reason I know that is because my mom lived in Homestead, Florida during Andrew and, um, Basically, the only reason my mom, I think, survived that is because my brother lived down there and his house was entirely made of cinder block or whatever you call that. But this is one of those times where believing has got to be in the forefront. You know, our hearts also go out to, you know, folks, friends, relatives, maybe people you don't know in Texas. Yeah, and and this is one of these times where, when you look at the weekend we just had, if you can look at the great barbecues you may have had, or you know perhaps the time with families, friends, or perhaps really understanding Labor Day. What the heck, Labor Day? You know there there are some people that don't know what Labor Day is, but today isn't about those things. It's about the next thing that comes after those events. You know, it, it is about the next step. You know, what is it in our lives are that we are willing to step up and believe, you know, what are we willing to heal? You know, do we have to go through the stages of grief And by the way, those stages were not meant for the living. I'm just saying, that was never the intent of those stages. But what is it about this and where we are in life and our self-limiting beliefs about anything? But what about the self-limiting beliefs that help us carve ourselves or back ourselves into a corner? Now, when you then move that to death and dying, what if we said we don't know what we don't even know? But here's the thing. This is not a topic that I take on because it's not an area of expertise I have. I know what it feels like to come very close to those moments in life where you don't think you're going to make it or are with someone that is really moving on. But that's why today I'm bringing Angie to the game. Angie Corbett Cooper, who's joining me here today, is here for a reason. And the reason is that we are taking this on. And if you know Angie, you know about the show she does with us, you know about you know what she means when she says beyond proof, you know about the factors that she talks about in her life and in the world, which will challenge us to go to a place that is redefining death and loss. But what is it about Angie? You know, what has she learned from her own experience? But more importantly, what is she learning from what we see out there? Or more importantly, what is she going to teach us to help us with in understanding a very different a very positive and an uplifting approach to this thing we call death. But what if there was that? And what if there was something we could learn from many of the traditions around the world who celebrate, celebrate, celebrate? You know, Angie, it's great to have you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank Thank you. you
1: so much. Hi, everyone. Beautiful entrance. Beautiful. Thank you. You, you know, look, um,
0: we just have come from a long weekend where many, many people celebrate it. But it's also a weekend where many of us have kept our eye on a target, so to speak. And what I mean by that is, you know, we have family, friends. We have hosts in Florida right now, uh, also family, friends in Texas. But it seems like, Angie, every day, there's a new story of death that we're hearing about in the headlines. And yet, it's one of those stories and conversations that very few people want to have. Today, you're offering a fresh
1: perspective, aren't you? I am. I'm trying to. I get that pushback, Pat. I'm going to go back uh, and remind you of a show that I first did a year ago, and I called my show Beyond Grief. And I don't know if you remember this. Yeah, I do. And you had said to me during one of the breaks, it's going to be beyond proof. You're going to do something with proof. (laughs) Here I am, (laughs) beyond proof. (laughs) And so, You're absolutely right. And the believing, it's easy to believe when we see. It is extremely difficult to believe when you don't see. So I'm hoping to just bring some positivity to this death. I don't believe it's an accident that we're having all of these things happening around us. And the reason I say that, when I was growing up, it was... Normal that we were born, we had kids, we uh, we had our parents, our grandparents, our great grandparents. Then died, our, our grandparents died, our parents died. It is not in that order anymore. And I see so much suffering and so much grief when I dug. I think it it requires a child. Like I'm sorry, you guys. I need to. Cut my phone off. I apologize. Um, yeah, I had to do the same thing. Sheesh, and it's eleven eleven, Pat. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Here in Albuquerque, another oh, sign. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and and so I get a lot of listeners and a lot of people who follow me that want me to go into the grief. I can't do that because yeah. when I don't believe that we really die. I was in an audience. I had a, I had my audience um, at one of my lectures a few months ago. And Pat, I asked them, I said, close your eyes. Every one of you, close your eyes. And they all did. And I said, now raise your hands if you believe that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Every single person's hand was raised. Mm-hmm. The moment I told them to open their eyes, they went like this. So we... No, we're spiritual, but we act like this is all there is. Mm -hmm. And so I think death has presented to teach us lessons, but not get wrapped into the grief and sadness. Yes, for a moment in time, that's absolutely necessary. But I think we've lost an ability to find positivity and meaning through this experience.
0: Yeah. You you know what's interesting about this though, is I almost almost flipped your name because I was thinking about, uh, I I almost did it, but I caught myself and I actually don't know what I called you at this point. Uh, I was a Cooper. I'm a Kuiper, but a Cooper is fine. I've been called worse. Well, (laughs) Well, the reason that I did that was I was talking about the grief and I think what happened was the woman that created those stages, right? Elizabeth Uh, Kubler-Ross. Yeah. Right. I think what happened is I got her name, right? I got, I I got in the middle of her middle name.
1: Oh, so I'm Angie Corbett kubler I were. was
0: going to do that. <laughs> and and that's well, you funny. have to know, my god, I stuttered
1: as it came. So <laughs> I'm lucky I can get any sentences out. That's
0: that's but it's I, an
1: interesting last name. So you didn't But it's interesting
0: worry. because we're talking about grief and I could see her face, right? And I was starting to talk about Kubler-Ross, right? But then I was and I, I was introducing you. But the thing that I wanted to say about that was, you know, when I learned about these stages of grief, my understanding, and I believe that Dr. Elizabeth would agree with this, was that the model was not meant
1: for the living. And right. here's, right? because well, Can I interject real quick? Yeah, please, please. I just had a show with Stephen Hawley Martin, who wrote, and I think it's right here, Afterlife, The Whole Truth and it is life after death. I, here I am four years into the death of my son, and I just now realized I had to do a double take, Pat. The five stages of grief go ahead have nothing to do with the living. They don't. They have to do with those that are dying.
0: That's correct. But somebody got their hands on these and decide we're going to use these for people that go through everything from a, a relationship breakup. And, and, and the reason I'm bringing this up, right, the reason I'm bringing this up, Angie, is the following. Because it ties right back into what you're talking about today. See, we have to be able to wrap our minds around that which we cannot see. And in order for us to do that, we will find whatever mechanism we can to either justify, convince, or believe. And we're not talking about that today, right? Or we are talking about that today. Right. But, but we really do, really do look at this. And, and you know, it's funny that she was kind of coming through there as I was, was <laughs> announcing you, because I, I, I just know that I, I didn't say your last name right, But I'm not sure if I did call you Kubler. I'm not sure what I called you. But the message really is this. We have enormous potential. And that's what you're talking about today. That's
1: exactly what I'm talking about. We have this potential. And so many outside forces are trying to make us sound weird. Make us sound that we're whack, that we're off our rockers. So people don't share these amazing miracles, Pat and what i have found is you should hear the people doing this line of work and i am going to preface this to everyone out there listening and watching i wish to god it wasn't me having to deliver this message i wish my loved ones were here but i didn't want to fall prey into what all of these other people wanted to force me to believe and i still curl up once in a while what if they're right? Oh my God, I don't want to be, but we all want to be accepted. So to go down this path is risky and it has created a vulnerability in me that is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you the signs that I receive every day are simply amazing. And the naysayers would say, well, you just wishful thinking. Oh, poor Angie, I pray for you. And I'm like, do you not see what I'm doing out there? You yeah. don't need to pray for me. Yeah. I'm, I, I, the only word I can say, I'm joyful, Pat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, look, there may be some people, Angie, that understand your story, Angie's story. And you can go to Angie's website, beyondproof.com. And and there's part of this that you really have a rite of passage that you have walked through in order to be able to talk about this. Because, you know, the event in your life that happened, uh, that brought you to this place, is not something that either one of us could plan or people can plan. But the question then becomes, how do the stories, Angie, that we tell ourselves, How do the stories that we tell ourselves get in the way uh, of trust and get in the way of learning a new language, a new energy? Let's talk about that. And we'll go ahead and skip the break. I want to talk about that for a minute because there's something to learn here. And the reason I'm bringing it up is this. I don't think, my relatives that are no longer in this earth skin send me messages of fear and doubt i don't think that's what they do right thank you (laughs) they're not doing that even if even if aunt mary mrs aunt mrs meanie even if she and i never got along that's not what's happening so the question really is what is it that is seeping in right? Seeping in that toxicity that seeps in to who we are, that stops us from communicating, from visioning, and from believing. And, you know, I was listening to it. I listened to these podcasts, and I was listening to one that's called Your Faith. And not necessarily religion, but your faith, your belief. Let's talk about that from your perspective, about what this call to action is about for everyone here today,
1: very good. and and I believe that religions really did start out pure. Oh, it yeah. was a place to go for solace. It was a place to go for um, peace outside of what was happening in our in our lives and in our world. But I think what has happened is that, and from very young ages, if we are truly spiritual beings, there, when we are children, we are closer to the source or to divine, whatever you want to call it, God, whatever, don't get wrapped up in the labels, whatever you want to call that love that resides in each of us. When we grow up, it looks weird that... My son is two years old, conversing with a dead (gasps) brother-in-law. And so we get programmed that it's wrong. Again, I mentioned it again, Pat, it's wrong. It's, it's not right. And, oh, we're shunned. Yeah. And so it's this programming. So how do we start moving beyond the programming? It's starting to take responsibility of our own lives and stop looking outside for something that's going to heal us and know it's right here. So when I talk about meditation, that was looked down upon. It still is as, oh my God, you're allowing other people to control your mind. The point is my mind goes in so many different directions. I need to calm it down and Uh have to have anything, but we miss these amazing opportunities for healing and growth by remaining stuck in those past beliefs that made us look like we are wrong. Yeah. And only in death, Pat, only in death have I found that people, I do believe people are going to have to find their answers because religion didn't do it for me. My golden path, my yellow brick road, I had to take a detour because I didn't have the tools necessary to allow me to live the rest of my life in joy and not sadness and grief and poor me and what am I going to do about it and oh my gosh I'm so attached to them my life is over without them I couldn't do that.
0: But it's really the question, too, and I I wonder if you could talk about this. What what do we tell ourselves, Angie? Like, what are the stories we tell ourselves? Because I know for me this weekend, I had so many stories I was telling myself about one or two very specific things, but there was this idea that This story about life, death, present, future, uh, before, after, these things. Everything but the present moment we're in, right? All of that. Some of them, let's call it connecting or intuition. Let's talk about that. Because there is a language, there is a way for us to know when we are getting hit up, so to speak with a message that's meant to come with us, whether it be a sign. Uh, and we need to know how to pay attention. You know, fascinating. I was doing, I think I was doing a show or doing something from here on Friday. Was it Friday? Friday. And um, in my studio here, um, I have a studio in the other room and then I have this setting, which I really love. And there is a like a 10 foot sliding door. And hummingbird smacks right into the door. And I got a bunch of these things so that, okay, it's a door. And there are like things on it. Boom. (laughs) Poor little thing fell down. And I thought, oh my God, please get up. And I went about my business and then it did it again. And so I stopped for a moment to think about that because that is, a sign that if if something like that happens and you still don't stop to think about it a minute, we're going to be missing something mm-hmm. important. Exactly. Tell us about how that came to you and what it is you help others with to understand the signs, but more important to get to the place where you can actually hear something other than
1: fear. Yes. Oh something my gosh. other than fear. Yes. And, and, and remember and anything, too. anything other than fear. You know, and that's, that's what's so sad. There is no money in love and seeing signs and being comforted by knowing there's this energy or the spiritual force. There's money when we believe that we're going to hell. There's money in believing that we are wrong and there's money in keeping people fearful. And so I'm offering to move beyond the fear And and now I'm to a point, Pat, that I'm utilizing the signs that I'm receiving and being able to use that to make decisions that make my life just flow smoothly. And I'll give you an example. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask of, you. I'll give you a couple, as a matter yeah. of fact. And I do, I need you to tell me how much time because I want to share with you something. Oh, no, just
0: go go right ahead.
1: Okay, I, no, i I, 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 let I did me, a whole let me... show the other day. No break. <laughs> okay, but this, I just have to because you brought up Aunt Mary. <laughs> it's just, this is a sign, all right? Okay, I'm just going to stop right here and just do it. Are you ready? I this never, kind of... by the way, I never think about my Aunt Mary. Did you love her? Uh, did you like her
0: <laughs> her nickname no was, her nickname was Mrs. Meanie.
1: oh now see so but, but I was is, a kid but this okay so you asked me a very point question and I'm going to answer it and I picked up my little guitar which I don't even know why I I, play, I'll tell you just, what
0: I loved my Aunt Mary's family and I did love that time but she was a disciplinary
1: so okay, uh, this is interesting. So no
0: kid, no kid likes a, <laughs> a, a family member that disciplines them. Seriously, raise your hand. Oh yeah, yeah let me have some discipline.
1: Well, and you know what I think happens is that adults come into our lives with their own fears and their own baggage, and they project that upon us. And it's our in our lifetime, Pat. I do believe that it's up to us to move beyond those self-limiting beliefs those falsehoods of not being good enough, that we're not spiritual beings. You know, you need to believe in this or else you're going to be excommunicated from our church. You're going to be excommunicated from our family. It prevents healing. So maybe Aunt Mary wasn't meant for you, but let me share this. I'm going to share a couple things. Um, so you know when you're on like YouTube and you get the the little sidebars that's showing you things you might be interested in. Whatever reason, I started going down the path of John Lennon. Then I look up oh. Sean Lennon. Then it yeah. brings me to Paul McCartney. Yeah. Paul McCartney. Okay. I'm gonna play. It's. I want to play this for you, if it's okay. Go for I'm, it. I'm a little nervous. Okay. Listen to this though, this is right. a sign not maybe more for you, but for me, that I need to do this. And it's going right back to what you were asking. Give us an idea. So Let It Be was written in 1970. Most people believe that that song was about the Virgin Mary, Mother of God. Paul McCartney, in recent years, shared with us that he was going through such a hard time that he was, um, he calls it having too much fun. And he went to bed that night and it was his mother Mary at the end of his bed. It's going to be okay, mm. let it be. Mm. So then I start thinking, and, and this is you know going about my day, not wishful thinking, I'm like, my very best and dearest friend was Marianne. Mary Ann, Mary. My ex mother in law, who died back in 2010. And then another dear friend who has been a confidant and a spiritual s- person in my life for 30 years almost, 20 years, was Mary. And then you mentioned, so I'm going to do it. Are you ready? Yeah. Don't know why I even use my guitar, but it just helps me maybe I feel like comfort. It. So- I like it. <laughs>
2: Let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be, there will be an answer, let it be, and when the broken hearted people living in the world agree, there will be an answer, let it be, But there they may be parted, there is still a chance that they will see. There will be an answer, let it be. Let it be, let it be. Let it be, let it be, yeah. There will be an answer, let it be. Let it be, let it be. Let it be. Let it be, whisper words of wisdom, let it be.
0: Angie, let's take a short break, everybody. Take that in. Take that in.
1: Thank
0: you. Is there something that we want to just let down, let go of? Let's take a moment and do that.
1: Or visit angelhealinghouse.com.
2: Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? (laughs) Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. (laughs) We are transforming the world,
3: one listener at a time.
0: A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today.
2: Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death from debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuyper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com.
3: The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, But when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio new ways to step into your vibration of change.
1: Hi, I'm Hi. Angie Corbett Kuyper of Beyond Proof.
3: And I'm Dr.
0: Pat Basili host of the Dr. Pat Show, the new Power Up Radio. And about 10 years ago, coming up this January, we started a little network called Transformation Talk Radio. And boy, are we believing. Happy anniversary, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, before we get back into this, tell folks two things. One, how can they find out more about you? Let's talk about some of the events. Uh, Give
1: folks a sneak peek. Excellent. Thank you, Pat. Um, You can find me at uh, beyondproof.com. and uh, I've had several people find me with my one blog. I go at my pace. In death, you just realize nothing is
3: that important,
1: but I follow you and your one blog. So uh, I've got that. I do have an upcoming event, uh, which is my Beyond Proof Retreat for women who have lost loved ones. It's a way to share how I have used tools to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this isn't all there is. but And it's allowed me to learn who I am again in the face of, of such of, of such tragedy or death. Um, and I also have an app, Pat, that's Beyond Proof app, which gives daily uplifting quotes with a beautiful picture that I picked from Unsplash. And it ranges from theologians, from doctors to scientists to my own, um, just giving a different insight, a more positive, restoring that optimism that we lose when when we die, and that's and then my radio show, of course, which is on the Transformation Talk Radio, um, that's Beyond Proof with Angie, where I bring guests from Eben Alexander, the Dr. Dr. Raymond Moody. To Stephen Martin or Stephen Martin, (laughs) Stephen Holly (laughs) Martin, Stephen Holly Martin, and several others sharing their gifts and their geniuses and their stories.
0: Yeah, and and so yeah, and I love this because we started this show with the energy of Elizabeth Kubler. Kubler popping in. Yeah, while I was trying to say Angie Corbett. Kuiper, it was like Cooper. And that started it off. Then a visitation from my Aunt Mary, which never, (laughs) I never think about my Aunt Mary, which then led to what you shared. But isn't that beautiful to know that, let's talk about that visitation from his mom, right?
1: Yeah, it was the proof. It's in our dreams where that's the first, I get so many people, well, Angie, you get these great, these great signs how come I don't get any because just ask you're not it's simple ask
0: look we get them whether we want them or not right I was talking to you about sitting here the other day and I have this gigantic beautiful sliding glass door and while I've had visitations from Robin I had this hummingbird that not only tried once to come through this sliding glass door, yeah. and and believe me, I have a bunch of things hanging from here because I had a robin that tried to get in, almost killed itself trying Which to get in. Which is kind of
1: her. funny that you were mentioning robin, and it was a robin that tried to get in. Those are the connections I started. <laughs> and, but this was a
0: hummingbird, a right. little teeny, you know, we I have a lot of hummingbirds, but this one, boom, right into the door and i'm like what the heck was that and i looked down and there it was and i'm like please get up please get up please get up and it did right. and i sat back down boom i tried to get in again and you know i had to think to myself what does hummingbird stand for it stands for joy you know symbolically in traditions and really it's that question mark when we get a sign what are the signs trying to tell us? What do they so do? Let's, And
1: Pat, awesome. Let's talk about this. I, I love that. What a great segue because I found Thank in you. nature that has been the number one. Um, I'll give an example. This is really funny, actually. Yeah. Um, when Jan was alive, this was my second husband, and he took his life a week after our, our um, wedding. And it was for five years, he would come in Sunday mornings, he would come in, uh, or we would be in bed, we'd have the most beautiful lovemaking session, he would get up, he would make coffee, he'd come in, we would both have our steaming cups of coffee. He was reading routers and Washington Post and New York Times, and I was reading whatever. And, um, oh, I lost my, okay, anyway, so that was our, that's what we did. That was our Sunday morning. So this Sunday morning that just happened a couple months ago, I go to the kitchen table. I'm holding my cup of coffee, and I'm just thinking it's Sunday, not wishful thinking. You know, you weren't waiting for the hummingbird to bang into your window. You don't. Oh, you're not waiting. And so I look up Pat, and most people don't realize that Jan had cataracts, that he couldn't see very well. He had surgery at 25. He could hear birds he couldn't see them. So he, wow. he could hear their calls. So birds were very significant in our, in our relationship. And he would cock his head and he'd listen. So that was a memory that I had of him. Well, sitting at the table this Sunday morning, I look up out my kitchen window and there's a dove. And I'm like, wow, honey. And it just, it, like you, it just, it, it, You just, it's whether it's them, whether it's not, it's a sign to just take pause. And I look up and I'm like, gosh, I haven't fed any of the birds. I don't have the (laughs) feeder out there. And I'm like, honey, I'm so sorry. I haven't taken care of the birds. The next thing I know, and I got to put this out there, Pat, on a video. The next thing I know that another dove. Comes flying on top of them and they're like making love. <laughs> <my tree. laughs> and I started busting a gun. That That's was, funny. but it's proved it's like I remember that our Sundays together and I treasured them. And it's not to be sad, it's remember the happy times, you know. So that was one. Another one came from uh, one of my followers. And this just happened recently as I'm putting my retreat together. And Pat, I, I didn't know whether to tell her this or not. Her daughter had died
2: hadn't mm-hmm.
1: see two weeks prior to her contacting me, which I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. And she said, I just found looking, she goes, my daughter wanted to move to New Mexico. So when I saw your website and you're from New Mexico, so she was willing to follow the sign. Now they're coming all the time. So I emailed her and I said, I'm getting ready for this retreat. And I said, I am so sorry because I don't know you and I don't know your daughter, but was she scatterbrained? (laughs) Was she? And I had papers flying out of my printer.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Typing words were not making any sense. And I just stopped what I was doing to connect with this mother. And I said, I just have to ask you, this woman said, you made my day, Angie. She goes, we kidded about Mackenzie being scatterbrained and out to lunch every single day. She was just fly by the seat of her pants and she goes, my daughter is with you. And I said, no, she's with you and she wants you to know to lighten up. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my those are my two recent ones that I wanted to share.
0: Well, it's interesting because we get different things in different ways. You know, I mean, it might be an email you get Right. This morning I got an email. I, uh, I subscribe to most of our hosts and what they do and stay on top of it. And I got an email from Gwen Fox, who is a fantastic artist. She literally helps people step into, you know, art as a business and a revenue. Fantastic. Her question was this. What is your Mount Everest? Wow. Right. Right.
2: Yeah,
0: and I immediately get an answer without reading down, right? Because what she she writes him down. He says blah 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 blah. I Well, whatever it is, you got it inside you to accomplish. That's the punch.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: But the factor between knowing that and doing it is our belief system and faith, and the strength of our conviction. Because that's what we're talking about. The other part of it, though, Angie, is that sometimes we believe we're doing everything alone. And we're getting messages, right? We're getting messages. You know, Linda's interesting. I was coming back uh, the other day or night or afternoon, I can't remember which, you know, from uh, playing a little table tennis. And I took me a little longer to leave than I usually do, right? I usually change my sneakers and I'm gone. But for some reason, something was happening. I think one of the kids and mom made some egg rolls or something. I don't know what it was. But on the way out, I'm driving down the road right by my exit, which would be in Bothell to get off. And there was like an eight car accident. Oh, wow. And, of course, Lindo, right? I was telling her about the accident because she says, now, aren't you glad you stayed longer?
1: See? Wow. Right. Yeah, those, those, there are so many like that. But we don't, right. so going back to what you were saying, yeah. we, we had talked a little bit about our upbringing. Yep. Uh, both Both uh, Pat and myself um, were born and raised in the Catholic religion. That's right. And the way I was raised was that God couldn't even love me. I would never make it to the proverbial. I wouldn't even make it to the gates to be judged whether I was going to heaven or hell. Yeah. And so it was such an ingrained in that religion for 30 years. And if you look back at the Catholic religion and prior to Constantine taking over and his mother, Helen, This, what we're talking about, Pat, was part of their faith. They believed in the communion of saints. They believed in life after death and spirituality. You can go back and read it. Why did it get pulled? Because there's no money and control in the masses when we find that we can connect with our loved ones and anyone when, if, and when we choose.
0: But this is the thing. So here we are, and I, I want to get back to what you started to talk about at the beginning, and that's our belief system. And our belief system will take us either on a pathway to have this connection you're referring to or not. It could take us on a pathway to joyfully uh, connecting, even with those that are no longer in the earth's skin or not it could take us on a pathway of joy or loneliness, right? Yeah. And I think we have to get back to this because it was so important in what you're talking about here today, just like the answer to the Mount Everest, Everest question, because I was very clear about what my Mount Everest was today. And after I read the punchline-
1: You knew, you were, you were given validation.
0: Yeah, we got to get back to understanding the answers are within us. And what I mean by within us, meaning that even if we are to get guidance from our guides, the ability to do that has to start with us. The buck has to stop here. Right,
1: right, right. So
0: I'm interested in asking you what tools we can share for people to do that.
1: First, intention. Before I learned from dreaming, that is the one time where our left analytical brains, Pat, can can remove us from those self-limiting beliefs. And it's in that sleep. And how do we do that? We ask for an intention or we, we put an intention out there. So I Put intentions out there. Problem solving, uh, one perfect example. And and then it's allowing. So when, before I went to bed, like I was doing a whole bunch of things on to become your soulmate and, you know, because I realized that you have to darn well love yourself because for me to do this, I really cannot care what other people think about me. I know that my work is, is good And that it is helping those that that want it, that need it, that are open to it. But what ends up happening is that I wasn't going down the right path. Those things started being difficult. I was running into walls, I was frustrated, I was anxious. And I found when I would follow what spirit would tell me in a dream, in a sign, then my life seemed to flow in such a—it's just such an easy. I don't want to use easy, but in a more joyful manner.
0: Yeah, let let's just say when you're in joy,
1: it's hard not to feel the ease of life. Right, and and so what is happening with people, I believe, and society is that we're being told one thing, but we know in our hearts and souls, what's truthful for us. Yet we're so afraid of not being liked. We're so afraid that people are gonna divorce us or not like us anymore. And as social creatures, it is such a mandatory part of our being that we are included. So it's so much easier when people come to me and they say, yes, you can use my story, but don't tell anyone it's me. If more of us talked about it, I'm telling the more I talk about death, the more it becomes not so scary. It becomes it's I, I talk and, and I'm like, OK, I'm on break now because this has become an occupational hazard, <laughs> yeah. but it's become so normal for me. And so getting back to intention, <laughs> when I went to bed that night and I went to bed and the answer just came and it was boldness in death did i follow that you better believe it because i knew what was working for me in the past was leading to so much angst and so much hurt and pain even worse than having people die so the first i believe is putting an intention out there listen to those people that you do trust that have your highest and best interest who say you need to read this book. And if you don't trust them or believe them, I I tell people be discerning. There are a lot of people out there who are gonna capitalize and try to capitalize on our vulnerability and pain. Yeah. So those are the two, Pat. And yeah. not be afraid of, of going anywhere, wherever you find your healing. Yeah. I, I think
0: there's a word that you used and I want to get back to it because it's, it is one of those words that we don't hear enough about growing up. Look, one of the things you and I were talking about is the fact that Tennessee now has banned Harry Potter books, <laughs> the state of Tennessee. And I thought my brain went to, okay, you know, Maybe it happened from maybe the, the Southern Baptist community, which I grew up a part of. And then I read, and then I read, it was the Catholic Church in Tennessee. Yeah that didn't like the idea that Harry Potter was about putting spells and magic. And I thought to myself for a moment, I had a little thought, and I thought, okay, being a Catholic myself, growing up a Catholic actually, um, I thought to myself, seriously, <laughs> all the things you people have got going on that God wants you to take care of, Harry Potter like 10 years <laughs> later,
1: so the, is uh... that... The book was removed from uh St. Edward Catholic School. St. Oh, St. Edward Catholic School. Yeah, not a church, school. it was a school. Yep. But close. Okay.
0: Yep. Okay. But but they have like the priest. Right. And he's the, Correct. Pastor the pastor of the St. Yes. Edward
1: Catholic School. Correct. Yeah. In Nashville, actually. It's yeah. a Catholic.
0: So uh, Benny, so he was independent. So it didn't come from the Pope.
1: No. All right. I stand to be corrected. But still. But still. How dare we talk? You know what? And I'm sorry. There has to be a little. I
0: apologize to the Pope because I was thinking, okay, Pope, if you're doing this, first of all, you're you're a uh, what? What do you say? It penny short and a dollar late, or whatever that is. Number one. Number two. What are you going to do about the movies?
1: But see, this is it. Um, But may I interject? May I interject interject. here, Pat? I I would like to say here because you got. got what four minutes go for okay. it okay no i was just gonna say but this is a perfect example of
0: thank you benny
1: using our own judgments and using what works for us and not being so um so easy prey for other people becoming our own temples be becoming our own belief system that allows us to find wherever healing may help is what my and so doing this what they did what this this pastor did at St. Edwards, um, huh. it's taking our free will away, and and it it I don't know I I just think it's we're allowing other people to guide us and direct us in paths that sometimes don't sit well, and I believe that creates anger and animosity and hatred because our souls are fighting for what we need to feel safe. And yet we're told by a mass society, what is best for us. And I think that's where the struggle is, is coming in.
0: Yeah. You know, we talk about hearing messages, right? I grew up in an Italian Catholic family. And so I will tell you that there are a lot of rituals in our family around death and dying there's no question about it. And, you know, I was saying the other day that um, it seemed like I saw my grandma wear black more than I saw her in her house dress. But, you know, it's a ritual and it's an experience. You, You know, the other thing I will say is I also come from, you know, this particular type of Italian Catholic family where my relatives Talk to their dead relatives.
1: They in the past, that them. was good. That was fine, right? We still talk to <laughs> yeah, them. That. We still talk to them. Um, they want us to talk to them, it, and you know what? If you're afraid of what other people are going to look like, people, and they're going to say about you, then do it in the privacy of your own home. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, and I think what you're doing is helping people not add one more thing to their guilt and shame.
1: Right. It's the, you know what? Guilt is an intention. Mm. So I think we've been beat down by guilt and shame and blame that I just, I I was sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. Yeah. And to me, Pat, this has been, although it's been a painful journey, it has also been the most rewarding experience of my lifetime, being able to offer the tools, my experience not telling people what to do, just sharing the blessings that have come my way because of this. And because I've chosen to believe.
0: Yeah. Angie, I want to thank you so much for today. Would you again? Yeah. Tell people about when they can tune into your show and let's give them your website again, if you don't buy. And then I just have one question. I'd love for you to leave us with your personal message.
1: Yeah. Oh, perfect. Um, you can find me at com or easily uh, beyondproof.com. Um, you can email me at Angie at beyondproof.com if you have questions, concerns, any kind of fun stories, I'd love to share them. And the message that I would like to leave with you all is that our loved ones are never gone. They're still right here. They're just hidden from view. We just need to find a creative way to connect with them again. And it's so amazing and so rewarding. And it's what Paul McCartney said about his dream. So, so, so magical.
0: Wow. Thank you, Angie.
1: Thank you, Pat. Uh, You know, look,
0: and thank you for that beautiful song. Thank you for sharing that today with all
1: of us. I was scared. I just, I wasn't planning on doing that when you said Aunt Mary. (laughs) I got to do it, baby. Yeah, she (laughs) had to do
0: it. But you know, I want to leave everybody with this. You got to believe in yourself. And once you can do that, you will let everything else be and fasten your seatbelt for what you'll learn. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: Bye.